Konnichiwa from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Japan update from the 12th of October 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Japan. Have you bought your plane ticket to Japan yet? After almost three years, the country fully opened the borders again to tourists and allowed visa-free visits from Tuesday the 11th. Still, travelers must submit a vaccination certificate or a negative PCR test result, but at least they won't have to quarantine. However, is the tourism industry ready for visitors? The border restrictions, among the strictest and longest lasting in the world, and slow steps to ease them, might have caused lasting problems such as a serious labor shortage. A traditional Japanese hotel owner said that it is hard to hire staff since the industry faced a serious recession during the coronavirus pandemic. Looks like, to kick off Japan's post-pandemic recovery, more robots will give a warm welcome to the people who are expected to visit the country. Many attractions are waiting for tourists, and travelers are probably going to take advantage of the weaker yen. Also, on Tuesday the 11th, Japan's health minister, Katsunobu Kato, said that face masks are no longer required outdoors. Masks also aren't necessary indoors if people are about two meters apart. He also said that he has heard people worry about how others look at them when they don't wear masks. Many Japanese are still hesitating to remove their masks due to this reason. Speaking of tourists, the government created a new subsidy program to promote domestic tourism called the National Travel Support Program. It will run from Tuesday the 11th to late December in all prefectures except for Tokyo, where it will go from the 20th of October to the 20th of December. The campaign offers people a 40% discount on travel costs, such as meals, shopping, and accommodations of up to 11,000 yen, almost $80, per person a day. This is available only to those with residency status in Japan. Want to know more about the program? Follow the link in our show notes. Moving on. On Tuesday the 11th, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government began accepting applications from sexual minorities to have their partnerships publicly recognized. On the same night, the main building of the Tokyo Metropolitan Government was lit up in the colors of the rainbow, which symbolized sexual diversity. Koshi Matsuoka, the head of FAIR, an LGBTQ rights organization in Tokyo, said, quote, The introduction of this system in Tokyo is extremely positive, but the partnership is not enough. We basically want legal marriage, end quote. However, the system doesn't offer the legal benefits of marriage for same-sex couples. The system is open to couples in which at least one partner lives, works, or studies in Tokyo, in which both are at least 18 and are not already married or in a partnership. The system is not limited by nationality as long as the requirements are met. Applications are to be made online to protect the privacy of the applicants, and certification will be available from the 1st of November. Applicants with a child will also have the option of including their child's name on their certificate. Nine prefectures have already introduced some form of partnership system in the country. However, unfortunately, Japan is still the only group of seven member that does not allow same-sex marriage. In unrelated news, on Monday the 10th, a Nakisumo crying baby festival was held in the Fukui prefecture. About 170 infants and toddlers joined the contest this year. The Nakisumo Crying Baby Festival is an annual Japanese competition between babies where the winner is the first to cry. According to Japanese culture, a crying baby has the power to get rid of evil spirits 
while a strong, loud cry shows that the child will grow up strong and healthy. Want to check out some adorable photos of this festival? Or to know more about it, check out our link in the show notes. On that note about children, a Japanese publishing house has printed Ukrainian-language workbooks for children who have fled Ukraine after Russia's invasion. The aim is to help kids keep up with their education. On Sunday the 9th, the company handed out free copies to Ukrainian children in Tokyo. Kindergartens and local governments can request copies. The publisher also intends to work with UNICEF to provide the book for Ukrainian children in other countries. Since we mentioned Russia, the Japanese automaker Nissan announced that the company will hand over its business in Russia to a state-owned enterprise for one euro. Russia's Ministry of Industry and Trade said that the deal would give Nissan the right to buy back the business within six years. This move will cost it around $687 million to the company. French automaker Renault, which owns 43% of Nissan, also sold its majority stake in the Russian automaker Altovaz to a Russian investor for one ruble, about one U.S. cent, in May. Nissan is also considering investing in Renault's new electric vehicles company. In some more news on international relations, Google CEO Sundar Pichai met with the Prime Minister Kishida on Friday the 7th. Google plans to invest 100 billion yen, or about $690 million, in Japan by 2024. The two talked about the first Japan-based data center, which will open in the Chiba prefecture next year, and other plans such as investments in human resources and laying undersea cables that connect Japan with Canada. Foreign Minister Yoshimasa Hayashi and his Canadian counterpart Melanie Jolie announced the two nations' action plan towards realizing a free and open Indo-Pacific region at a joint press event held after their meeting in Tokyo. The two agreed to begin negotiations on signing an agreement for exchanging intelligence to boost security cooperation. Hayashi told the press, quote, Japan, together with Canada, will play a leading role to meet the international community's most important strategic challenge in securing peace and prosperity in the Indo-Pacific region, end quote. Japan has already concluded similar intelligence-sharing pacts with the United States, France, Australia, Britain, India, Italy, South Korea, and Germany, as well as the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, according to the Foreign Ministry. Japan and Canada also pledged to expand their defense cooperation, such as joint drills and personnel exchanges, and to work together in securing supplies of energy resources, such as liquefied natural gas. Remember that in previous shows, we talked about the SpaceX crew. The SpaceX crew Dragoncraft, carrying a Russian cosmonaut and astronauts from Japan and the United States, successfully arrived at the International Space Station about 29 hours after it launched from Kennedy Space Center on Thursday the 6th. They will run experiments to prepare for the human voyage to the moon and Mars. Japanese astronaut Wakata will stay on the International Space Station for about six months. This is his fifth space flight. Also, on Wednesday the 12th, a Japanese satellite-carrying rocket launch failed. Only six minutes after launching, Japan's space agency ordered the Epsilon vehicle to self-destruct as it deviated from its intended trajectory. A trip to space might be hard to get, but you can still take a driverless train in Tokyo. East Japan Railway Company developed an automatic train operation system. On Tuesday the 11th, a train with this system ran for the first time with passengers 
On the Yamanote Line in central Tokyo, since Japan's population is dropping, the company expects to prevent future driver shortages by making trains driverless. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We were wondering, is there any city, region, or municipality that we're not covering in our updates? Are we leaving out something important? Let us know at podcast at Rorschach.com so we can add what you think is relevant to our next update. Mata ne!